0: The year is 1890. The place, Boston. An evil force continues to seep into our world, corrupting and conquering all who touch it. Our four brave adventurers foiled its mysterious plans twice, bringing Jack the Ripper to justice and stopping it from unleashing panic from an ancient tomb. But now our four heroes have evil's full attention. Can they keep this force from holding illimitable dominion over all? Find out as they face the Red Death. All That's right.
1: my preference, but if if you feel strongly that we should leave right now, then we'll leave right now.
2: No, if if it is dangerous, then we can wait. It's just it has this just look of worry, like on her face, but she she agrees to wait until first light.
1: Yeah, I think it's time to head to head back home and uh, sort some stuff out before we we leave on this little expedition.
3: Okay, so you start making your way back to the Han residence. Um, Charlotte, what are you doing? Are you going with them? Are you going to stay with them for the night?
4: Um, is my apartment in the opposite direction? Okay, so I think Charlotte, I mean, she's done this enough times that I think she would know exactly what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. So she probably needs, she probably absolutely actually needs to go back. One, she needs to get her horse. Mm-hmm. Two, we're not doing this without horses right so i assume
3: getting through a forest on a horse might be tough
4: fair point we're doing this without horses um charlotte knows that (laughs) (laughs) um kristen should too actually um but she definitely needs to go back to her apartment to get things that she did not bring she rushed out so fast just grabbing her hat when she left to see what the urgency was, that she needs to go back to her uh, apartment to prepare.
3: All right, so are you gonna go back as far as their house or are you gonna split off where it makes sense?
4: Mm, No, knowing that McCord is involved, I'm going to go back with them to the house without making it seem like I'm walking them home, although that's exactly what I'm doing.
3: Okay, so you get there and uh, both of Agnes's parents are still awake uh and so you meet the other charlotte and uh are both in the same room at the same time Uh, (laughs) for for any any uh conspiracy theorist out there listening and they seeing the hour uh offer to put you up for the evening
4: i'm gonna say unless doug says otherwise that Charlotte's apartment is on their way out. And so um, in order to keep an eye on the ladies, I don't mean to keep calling you girls, um, on the ladies, uh, she'll stay. And she doesn't want to be rude.
3: Sure. I mean, that's completely your call. Um, That's fine. Okay. So they put you up in a guest room. What do each of you do before bed?
1: Well, I'm definitely taking my... Parents aside, into the study and explain to them exactly what it is that we have to do tomorrow because it's not something I would be comfortable like omitting to them.
3: Okay, uh, give me a what kind of check would you do if you're trying to con- well persuasion, I guess if you're trying to convince your parents that this isn't one of the worst ideas you've ever had. <laughs>
1: Ooh uh so far so good that is a 21 altogether
3: okay your father is is not convinced at first um and he insists upon involving the police and insists upon uh having them handle this that the the notion of you traveling 4 hours south to be shot at by these men again um, is simply not something that he can handle. Uh, Your mother disagrees and thinks that perhaps she should go with you. And it almost hits the point that she insists on going with you, but you eventually tell her, well, what do you say that ultimately convinces her to let you go? That ultimately changes her mind.
1: I think she, and I think when I, while I'm explaining exactly what happened uh, that, or what, yeah, what happened to our friends, I also mention without going into full detail about what happened in the morgue because my father's present and I don't want to hear him, I don't want him to hear me talk about it in the way that I would have to talk about it right now because I'm still shaken by it. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it enough. I mentioned that something happened in the morgue and hint that it, in a way that my mother would recognize that it was a supernatural situation. Um, and, I, and there's some way in which the way in which I talk about it is a little bit different. Um, and my mother might be able to pick up on the fact that... I don't know. Attitude change might be a bit strong of a term, but there's something that is changing with Agnes in the way that she relates to uh, what her mother refers to as, like, magic and spells. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's some... for some reason that comes off as hopeful for her.
3: Okay. Uh, Give me an insight check.
1: That's a 25 altogether. Oh, wow.
3: Okay. So you're able to tell that your mother believes that your skepticism is about to go, and that the more of a trial you face, the stronger chance it is that enough will happen to, to rid you of your skepticism. Um, and as she's told you before, she firmly believes that if you accept the existence of magic, you'll become much more than you are and, and embody your full potential. And so ultimately she decides to let you go. Um, your father is still having none of it, but she turns to him, Uh, lays a hand on his cheek and says something to him that you find completely unconvincing but immediately he's convinced.
1: Yeah. Agnes doesn't want to think too hard about what just happened because she's pretty sure she knows what just happened. And it's disturbing on like a few levels. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I I, I think she also says if we're not back, or if you haven't, haven't heard from us uh, in however reasonable amount of time it would be for us to return from this forest. Um, I don't know yeah, exactly what that means. If
3: you're not back by nightfall.
1: Right. Then tell Detective O'Neill. And that's pretty much... Agnes does not want to say anything more about that because it's just it's a little bit too makes it a, makes the danger a little bit too real.
2: Yeah.
3: Your mother closes her eyes and nods slowly, and it's almost as though your father doesn't hear what you say.
1: I think it is time to retire for the night. Okay.
2: As Ignacia's getting situated in the room, um, as she does that, she's actually going to open the windows, um, dig through her bags, because she she's has these that, things that she keeps around, and pulls out um, some incense that she has sets them up by the window and lights them and then starts digging through some more of the bags and laying out various crystals of healing that she uses from time to time and puts them on on the windowsill as well and sort of sits there in front of the window eyes shut breathing in the sense and she's allowing her her mind to open a bit more and she's casting divination Mm -hmm. and um yeah do you need me to tell you what that is or do you uh
3: i can look it up real quick okay okay great uh what's your question
2: oh gosh what what is her question she has like a bajillion but she knows she only has one so, um, what is she going to ask? How dangerous are these men? She doesn't, even, she, she stops again because she doesn't even assume they're all men. How dangerous is this group of people? She didn't even feel comfortable about that one, but she's just going to go with it.
3: Um, have you ever cast divination before? No. (laughs) Okay. Um,
2: (laughs) This is her first time, she she knows how to do it, she's just never done it before.
3: Sure. As you clarify this question in your head, you suddenly feel dizzy and you seem to, the world seems to vanish for a second. You're standing again in that same forest and You look around expecting this wolf to show up, but instead you see your abuelita. She's bathed in this radiant, beautiful light. And she stands before you, rests her her hands on your face, and you feel this touch that you felt so many times before. And she says, You and your friends are in incredible danger from this group. Though many of them are like the foot soldiers you faced in the museum, the one, McCord, could easily kill The four of you. Not the tracker. He has a weapon capable of... Terrible. Terrible destruction. I know that you... Need to do this. I know that this won't stop you. But I hope... That I don't see you soon. And you feel the world rush back in. Um, you feel suddenly the, the absence of the pressure of her hands on your face and your back standing in the
2: I think it takes a minute for Ignacia to recognize that she's out of the woods. Look around, smell the smoke, move a hand, is like touch her cheek where her hands were. And then finally, all the emotions and worry that she's been having all day. Well, since she heard about the guys going missing, she just starts breaking down and crying.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Charlotte, you're in the next room over. Um, What have you been doing up to this point?
4: Um, I think Charlotte is just making a mental note of things that she will need when they stop by her apartment before heading out. And I think she might be doing a couple of other things that I'm not going to say.
3: Okay. Uh, Okay. So as you're, as you're taking care of what you need to take care of, you hear suddenly these heaving sobs coming from the room next door.
4: Hmm. Well, sign and saying, hmm, is probably exactly what Charlotte does. (laughs) Uh, I think that she'll take a minute and then get up and and go next door and and, uh, knock lightly on the door.
2: That definitely breaks her from what's happening and she realizes maybe she was being a little too loud than she hoped to be with the crying, so. She's quickly wiping her tears and starting to pack things away. And she's like, "Um, come in.
4: So Charlotte just opens the door a little bit and and peeks her head in. She does not want to be too intrusive and just says, "Um, I'm just going to get some sleep. But before I do, I just wanted to check in. I know it's been a big day and you're, worried about your friends I just want to see if there's anything that you need
2: I I appreciate you but I just I just needed a minute I guess but thank you for checking in on me I appreciate it
4: I understand and if it helps at all I I want to find them too and I'll I'll do everything I can to bring them both back safe thank you And then Charlotte will leave. Again, she doesn't want to be intrusive. So she
2: will go back to her room.
3: So you all sleep a bit, um, but it's late and you're getting up early. First late is probably around 5.30 in the morning. And you wake up. The rest of the house is still asleep. And you head out. You take horses likely as far south as they'll take you and after about i would say probably 45 minutes of hard riding you uh charlotte you arrive at your apartment
4: yeah charlotte uh just needs to grab a few things but she's definitely going to invite uh agnes and ignacia um so
3: what they find in there
4: oh so it's a small um not familiar with how apartments were in the 1890s but uh, yeah,
3: I mean likely if this is outside of Boston this would just be a small freestanding kind of cabin place
4: okay like one room right yeah yeah okay so there's just a small um like bed in one corner and lot of, and a desk um, lots of papers and books um, a couple of chairs it's a little bit disheveled but clean um and she just invites you both in to to have a seat while she grabs a few things i'm not sure exactly what she would grab um but she would know Mm -hmm. (laughs) what she would need
3: (laughs) yeah i mean i think additional you know like you grab some extra rounds for your
4: rifle um, Yeah. Yes, it definitely has a rifle and a hunting knife. And then I guess just some, I don't know, water, food, mm-hmm. 30 feet of rope, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the standard.
3: Okay. Agnes and Ignacia, while she's grabbing the stuff, what are the two of you doing?
2: Oh, just looking around. Unsure what to do with my hands. So I just, my eyeballs are just looking everywhere, just taking it all in.
1: Okay. I think Agnes is kind of staring off into space and just replaying over and over in her head the uh, complete failure that the uh, the gun lesson turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like if there were ever a time to be better at fighty things, now would be it, <laughs> especially with the uh, with James and Finning, you know either incapacitated or for whatever reason just unable to to fight potentially but most likely um it's just like agnes is trying to figure out what she did wrong and why she couldn't learn how to shoot better
0: mm-hmm.
2: i will say though that ignacia did pack her dagger and a little derringer even though she's a terrible shot <laughs> she <laughs> still packed it
4: <laughs> um so I think for reasons currently unknown, Charlotte a, a, was a little preoccupied on the ride over. And now that we are here and she's preparing and kind of going over the list that she's gone over, you know, a hundred times, she realizes how many men will be there and who the men are. And also realizes she has no idea about the fighting skills of her two companions. Um would she have extra weapons, Doug?
3: Uh, If I were your character, I know what my answer would be, but what's yours?
4: (laughs) I would say yes, because Ah. she has gone on several different types of tracking missions. Um, So I think she has, you know, probably nothing super fancy, but a few Mm -hmm. extra rifles, hand, whatever, pistols. Yeah. At this time. Um, So I think she's going to ask both Agnes and Ignacia kind of as she's scurrying around and picking things up and putting them into a knapsack. Um, are, are you all able to shoot?
2: I think Ignacia looks at Agnes and then just starts breaking out a laugh. Like.
1: <laughs> Agnes kind of goes pale. <laughs> and says, Well, able to, yes. Skilled at perhaps not so much.
2: And Ignacio's just cracking up and shaking her head like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm terrible at shooting.
1: Not for lack of trying. We did try. No, we did tried, try. You tried so
3: hard and you rolled so poorly. <laughs> there was, there was a training montage in the, in a previous episode. <laughs>
4: I can't remember if I heard that episode or if Tim told me.
3: He probably he told I you about it.
4: Yeah. And everyone kept rolling poorly. And he's like, we just couldn't teach them how to.
3: Well, his methods left something to be desired. Like,
4: oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure.
3: When you shoot a gun, it's like a conversation with your <laughs>
4: opponents.
1: You're like, it's yelling at
4: them. um so is it derailing or taking the narrative somewhere you don't want to go if i attempt to take a few minutes to see if they're comfortable with learning how to shoot
3: i think i think they would not i think you wouldn't have time to teach them how fair but i think you can definitely say you can offer them the weapons and say you know are, are you comfortable taking them okay okay Mechanically, they're just not proficient. They can still, they can still use them. They just don't get their proficiency bonus.
4: Okay. Okay. Um. Charlotte is uh, pressed for time and a little blunt. Are you not comfortable with a weapon, or just not good?
2: Just not good. Yeah. Not. We. I have skills elsewhere.
4: She, uh, uh, Charlotte nods and safely hands each of them, uh, a small weapon and, uh, quickly in a way that makes it sound like she knows exactly what she's doing, explains to them how to use it.
2: <laughs> Is this a pistol or like
4: a pistol? Is that okay, Doug? Like just a pistol? Yeah, that's great. Something. In... a revolver. Yeah. a Revolver in case of, you know, these are bad men, so.
2: All right.
3: Okay. And so with that, uh, you all head on out. So as you leave the cabin, Charlotte, can you give me a nature
4: check? Yes, just one second. Sure. Okay. Oof, seven. Okay. Come on, Charlotte.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So you're traveling but it's still not fully light out and you are having a difficult time making your way down there. So it's taking you longer than you would expect. Um, It's a little bit flustering. You're getting caught on brambles that you just think you should be better than. There's one or two times where you start walking in a circle, um, but of course, catch yourself before you do. and you've been walking for about four hours, which is when you would expect to be at the Neponset River. Um, then you realize you can't even hear it yet. Uh oh. You're still confident you're going in the right direction. Okay. Uh, but but yeah. So what are the three of you talking about while you're traveling?
4: Um, I think Charlotte. Um would probably make a conversation about um, and and tell them to, or I'm sorry, ask them to tell her a little bit about uh, James and Sawyer. Like how they meet, that sort of thing. So we don't have to play that out. I'm just saying she would kind of ask like the history, mm-hmm. you know, that type of stuff. Okay.
3: So Ignacia and Agnes, is there what generally, we don't have to run through the four hour conversation, but what What would you tell her what would you leave out?
1: I think at first, Agnes focuses on what they're like, like what their personalities are like more than the actual history, because in her mind, partly it's, oh, this will be helpful because like this is insider knowledge about how their inner workings are, and also this is like what their demeanors are like and how you'll be able to identify them in a room full of people potentially um but also at the same time what's happening is like and she notices this in herself um part of it's almost like pre-mourning because it's, it's something in her is like oh my god have we already like lost them and it's like trying to remember them fondly without talking about them like they're already gone but it's kind of it's hard to avoid that creeping feeling of that's kind of what the atmosphere is like right now. Cause we don't know whether they're still okay or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ignacy, I know you have
4: something to add. I, th- I think that uh, Charlotte would also ask um, in case this comes up in the future, uh, if either of them happen to be good with a weapon and if so, which, and that way in case we do meet up with them and they're okay, she knows what to expect
1: from them skill wise. Well, James is good at hitting people and he, He's good with a brick, is what he says.
2: He's also good with his fists. Sawyer's natural with a gun.
1: Maybe a little too natural.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of scary how quick his reflexes are with it, but... He's he's pure apart, so I'm not worried about the direction it goes.
4: And, kind of.
3: uh, yeah, Charlotte, give me an... Give me a psychology insight check.
4: Okay. Oh man, I'm sorry, it takes me a second. That's uh, fine. Psychology.
3: I think that would, would that be what, to find out if you know anything about his past, since you're a tracker? Or would that be history?
4: I don't how, how, have psychology that I see.
3: Oh, so yeah, I added a couple uh, proficiencies. It. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. that's okay, I forgot to tell you about them. That's entirely on me. Um, oh. give me just give me a history check. That okay. actually probably makes more
4: sense anyway. Okay. <laughs> 22.
3: Okay, so as they're describing Sawyer, you realize, you say to yourself, wait a second, Sawyer, Finn, and put together the Mark Twain thing. And it occurs to you that the person they're describing is this is likely this Red Finn, um, who used to run with Hellbound Hauler, and who has, like everyone in Hauler's gang, a pretty large bounty on his head.
4: Hmm. Um, I don't think she says anything about that. Okay. Mostly just because I don't think she, if she senses any sort of, well, she does. She's already sensed that they are worried um, and really want to get their friends back. And so to discuss any, to discuss them in any sort of negative light, to further upset them is not something she wants to do, especially going in um, to see these bad men. They, she doesn't want them to be any more like, I don't know, discombobulated than they already might be.
0: Okay.
3: So, uh, so, so you share all this information and as you start to, as you hit about the four hour mark, you indicate to them that you must be getting close. You're surprised you're not there yet. um, And probably need to stop talking to each other and try to move as quietly as possible.
4: Okay. Let's do that. Let's be quiet. Does that mean stealth checks? (laughs) Sure, yeah. Why did I say that? We wonder. <laughs> we don't know, listeners. Why did Kristen say that? <laughs>
3: For verisimilitude. To... Uh, okay.
1: Huh.
2: Natural
4: 20.
3: That's a mighty good self check.
2: That's Eight. an 18. <laughs> uh, what? Eight. what was
3: that?
2: Eight. <laughs> oh.
3: Okay. Um, and then everybody give me a perception check.
2: 15. However, my high, my passive is higher than my actual perceptions check, so I don't know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 17. 25.
3: Okay. So, although Agnes isn't being uh, the stealthiest version of herself, Charlotte you uh, notice that she's not being as stealthy as she could be and um, think you hear something. Mm-hmm. So you motion for them to stop. <laughs> you scout up ahead a little bit and you see a group of five men standing in a uh, positioned in the forest in a way that you would think uh, that you think they think they're pretty well hidden, and they're they're reasonably well hidden, but they're not you.
4: Do I recognize them?
3: Uh, no, you do not recognize any of them, and you're far enough away that you can't see closely. You just see that that they're there.
4: So I'm since I already motioned for Agnes and Ignacia to stop. I will go go back however many feet to where they are and and quietly explain to them that there are five men ahead and that we need to. are they like directly in the path where I think the river is? Yes. Okay.
3: And you you are confident you're getting closer now because more of a path has started to emerge. Mm -hmm. It's not a road by any stretch of the imagination, but it would likely be something you could get a horse down. And so this is likely closer to that circle of cabins where you'd expect them.
4: So I kind of want, out of game, I kind of want Charlotte to go, use stealth to go closer to see if I can identify who they are, but I also don't want to leave the other two and just take off. Um, Do either of you have that type of skill? Or is that something your character would do? Is, sneak, is try to sneak to hear like what's going on, who these people might be.
2: I mean, that's not a skill I have, but that's what Ignasi would like to do. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't want to just yeah. like, you know what I mean. I don't want to like railroad this and just be like, well, Charlotte's taken off by herself. <laughs> oh no, and would try to join you with the sneakies yeah. Cool. She's not great, but she tries.
4: <laughs> so then, I think Charlotte being a tracker would again, give them the option, like, this is what I think we should do to move forward. Would you like to come with me? And um, if they both say yes, then probably being blunt would just briefly explain how to be as quiet as possible. I know she's bossy.
2: I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. It's okay. It's good. And, and as we do that, I'm going to, um, Ignacia is just going to, you know, take a deep breath and just inhale deeply and hold her hands, her chest, She's like, just trying to give herself like a, like a small pep talk under her breath and cast guidance on herself. <laughs> so add a D4 to my stealth, hopefully, or any other ability cool. checks that make.
3: <laughs> okay. So you explain the basics of being stealthy to them.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
3: uh, so, let's make some stealth checks.
2: <laughs> you know when I said uh, is not good at these things? Mm-hmm. That's a seven overall.
1: <laughs> Funny, I did better this time. I have an 18 overall. <laughs> 25.
3: All right. Uh, so, as you're walking up, you're doing pretty well. And then... Uh, so, what formation are you in? How are you? How are you walking?
4: I'm, I'm going to say Charlotte's going first.
0: Okay.
2: I think Ignacia's in the back, unless unless Agnes went in the back.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm good, to smack dab in the middle.
3: <laughs> okay. Things are going well, and then suddenly, uh, from behind you, you hear a. Branch snap, and uh, Ignacia has, has broken a twig under her foot. You're not far off from where the, the five guys are, but they uh burst out and start firing. Everybody, roll initiative. Oh, my
4: God. <laughs> I was just gonna say,
1: I wonder if we get into combat here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs>
1: we do. 15. What's that? 15.
3: Okay.
2: 16. Uh,
4: 19.
3: All right. So one of them is going to take aim at Charlotte since you're up in front.
4: Okay. <clears throat> and
3: that is going to be an armor class of 19.
4: Oh, that hits.
3: Okay. Uh, So you are gonna take five piercing damage. Okay. And Charlotte, you're up.
4: Okay, yeah, I mean, they're shooting, so I'm gonna see if I can take a shot using my rifle. Okay. Ooh, natural 19, so 28.
3: Okay, that's a good clean hit. 10 damage. Okay, Uh, which one are you shooting at, the one who shot at you?
4: The one who shot at me. Okay.
3: (laughs) Alright. One of them is up. You're in front, so he's going to shoot at you as well. Yep. And that's going to hit an armor class of 14. Hits. Okay. Uh, That's another five. Okay. And then they're going to start deciding sort of shooting randomly. Uh, So that's going to be at uh, Ignacia. And that hits an armor class of 13. Hits. Okay, that's another five. Okay. And Ignacia, you're up.
2: How far away are they?
3: Uh, they are about probably twenty feet away from you.
2: Oh, so it's not far at all. Okay. Yes. As a bonus action, I'm. She's going to cast. She's going to touch a crystal, inhale deeply, and it's going to glow slightly in her hands mm-hmm. as she mutters some words, and the spectral axe that we all know and love, appears mm-hmm. in front of one of them. Okay. And attacks them. Great. Alright. That is... The... My spell attack modifier is... Oh. It is a 17 that hit. Yeah, that hits. That's... come on. Uh so your spell casting ability modifier? Oh, so that's another plus 7, so that's... I can't math. Oh my gosh, that's uh, thirteen points of damage.
3: Okay. Uh, are you swinging it an uninjured one or one of the injured ones?
2: Um, the injured one, one. The one who just shot me.
3: Okay. And so that was how much?
2: Thirteen. Thirteen. Yes. Okay. Cool. And for my actual action, because that's a bonus action. Um. She's going to uh, take the revolver that she was given. Mm-hmm and just shoot it at the injured one. Not the one she injured, the other one. Okay. <laughs> Give it a go. Uh, that's a 13 to hit.
3: Uh, no, that's going to miss.
2: Yep. Okay. I figured with a gun.
3: Agnes, you're up.
1: Um, I'm going to also shoot at uh, the one that Charlotte managed to injure. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's uh 15. That hits. Okay, and that's uh let's double check that is a 1d8. Okay. <sighs> it's a one.
3: <laughs> plus your dexterity mod.
1: Oh, plus the uh. Da, 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 da. Oh god, where'd it go? Uh, it was a two. So two total. Yeah.
3: Okay. It's better than one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh. <coughs> And then one of them is going to take aim at you. And hits an armor class of 16. Yep, that'll do it. That's a fiver for you. Okay. And then the next one is going to take aim at Ignacia with an armor class of 10. Misses. All right, so we're back to the top of the order. The one who... uh, Charlotte, shot before, is gonna take aim at her and hits an armor class of 16. Yep. For five damage. Okay. And then you're up.
4: I'd like to shoot him back. Okay. Ten, uh, 19.
3: Yeah, to, Yeah. definitely hits.
4: Ooh, seven again. Um, 10 damage. Okay.
3: So you take a perfectly aimed shot and blow right through his heart, and he's down. That's one. That's one. All right, next we have, uh, he is aiming at Charlotte and hits an armor class of 18, which is gonna hit you for five. Next guy takes aim and shoots at Agnes with an armor class of six. Don't think that does it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
2: and Ignacy is up. Alright, for my bonus action, the axe is going to attack again, that one it hit before. And it's gonna miss. With, okay. Uh with an eight, so like a nine, so probably, definitely. Yep. Yep. And then um is seeing that Charlotte's taking a lot of hits already. Mm-hmm. She's going to scoot up and like just uh, place a hand gently on her back and um, just cast Cure Wounds. Okay. 11 points of healing. Thank you.
3: Yeah, so you feel her touch your back and feel this warm, uh, this great warmth spread through you. And Ignacia, as you touch her, you feel a tremendous sense of relief, an absolute confidence that everything is gonna be okay. Nice. All right, uh, and Agnes, you're up.
1: I'm gonna shoot for the one that's most injured. Okay. Three. (laughs) I can't can't give it to you. All
3: right, uh, the next one shoots at you, but misses. And then the next one shoots at you again and hits an armor class of 13. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay, so you take five. And we're back to the top of the order. Charlotte, you're up, because the first one is dead.
4: Okay. Uh, 19.
3: Yeah, that'll do. Now, are you shooting the injured one or one of the uninjured ones?
4: I'm shooting whoever just shot at Agnes. Okay. Five. Eight total. Okay.
3: All right, the next one is going to take aim and fire at Agnes again and hit with uh, 20, not a natural, and you're going to take five damage. And next one aims at Ignacia and hits an armor class of 14. You're good or it gets you? That hits me. Okay, so that's for five. Okay. Spoiler, it's always for five. All right, uh, Ignacia, you're up. All
2: right, bonus action. Going yep. after that one. I went after it before. Okay. Oh, that's a um, 26. Perfect. And...
3: Wait, was that a natural 20?
2: No, that's a 19. Okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 14 points of hit, um, damage.
3: And that was the one that uh, you slashed at before and hit? Yeah. Okay. So this ax comes up and just severs him uh, right at the neck and he sort of grasps at it, drops his gun, and falls to the ground.
2: Just done. And he's just going to float there.
0: Mm-hmm. Blue
2: and sparkly, just like, you know. <laughs> and and um, for my action, I'm going to go over to Agnes and place a hand on her and do cure wounds. Okay. And that is for nine points of healing. Well, cool. thank you.
3: All right, Agnes, you're up.
1: I'm going to uh, shoot at, again, the the one who's most injured. Okay.
3: Yeah, there's one injured one so far.
1: Now That's a 19.
3: That is very good.
1: Uh, And a five.
3: Okay. Yes, that blasts him in his non-dominant arm. He's still standing, but he's not happy about it. All right, and we're down to this guy who shoots at Agnes, hits an armor class of 15. That'll do. And armor class of 20 again at Agnes. Yep. Okay. All right, Charlotte, you're
1: up.
4: Do I get the sense that uh, either Ignacia or Agnes are not doing so well?
3: Give me a perception check.
1: 18.
3: How y'all doing? <laughs> Sorry.
1: Um, Agnes is not yet at the point of like pa- panicking. Uh, she's at 22. Uh, but like if, if, if Ignacia had not healed her, this would be a rough spot.
2: Ignacia's only been hit twice, so she's okay. Okay.
4: Um, yeah, so Charlotte's gonna, um, take. Uh, another shot, but she's going to um, take a moment first to kind of take a deep breath and really focus on her target, and she's going to uh, kind of point a finger at them before she takes a shot. Okay. Okay, 11. And I get advantage on that, right? Yeah. So uh, that was 19 and that's not as good as 19, so I'll take 19.
3: Okay, Uh, yeah, that hits.
4: Oh, 11 damage.
3: Okay, and that's at one of the uninjured ones or the injured one, or?
4: Uninjured, I'm gonna try to slow them all down.
3: Okay, great. All right, the guy you just shot is up. Uh, He takes aim at you and hits, it's a 17. All right, uh, Ignacia.
2: All right, bonus action. The axe is gonna float over there and just drop down on him. Okay. 14 to hit.
3: Not quite. So it slashes the air, and he like confusedly moves out of the way. Uh, you can tell he's a little he's a little shook by it, but yeah.
2: Just you know, just a spectral axe just coming yeah. out of nowhere. No big no. deal. <laughs> it's fine. Um.
3: This is what we do.
2: She's going to um, touch, Ag- um, look between Agnes and Charlotte, and see who's the most injured one. Uh, okay. Give
3: me a perception check. Eighteen. Uh, it's Agnes.
2: She's gonna reach out and touch Agnes on the on the arm and cast Cure Wins again. Okay. <laughs> That's nine points of healing.
3: All right, Agnes, you're up. There's one uninjured guy and two who both look uh, not super great.
1: I'm gonna go for the one who I shot in the arm before. Great. That's 14 to hit.
3: It just misses, so the bullet whizzes by him. All right, uh, next guy is up and takes aim at Charlotte and misses. And then this guy uh, takes aim at Ignacia and hits you dead center
2: for five. Okay, let was saying, was that a crit, or? No, no,
3: no, just, yeah.
2: Okay.
3: Alright, and we're back to the top.
4: Um, Charlotte is going to settle her rifle against her leg, mm-hmm. I guess, or a tree, whatever makes the most sense. Maybe her leg. It's, it's within reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and she reaches under her shirt, and, um, Pulls out uh, a necklace that she's wearing and she holds on to it and she's gonna. Do you want me to say what I'm gonna do? Sure. <laughs> she's gonna cast Firebolt. Okay. 31. Who you...
3: Yeah, who are you aiming at?
4: Um, whoever just shot Ignacia. Okay. Um, or 22 points of damage.
3: Jesus. Okay, um, so the guy who just shot Ignacia, is the guy who had been winged in the, in the arm. And as your hand extends and this bolt shoots out from it as you let go of the necklace, um, he, he just catches into flame and screams for half a second before he just is completely consumed and falls to the ground, a smoldering ex-human being.
2: Yay. <laughs> Ignacia sees this, recognizes what happens, has a lot of questions. Yeah, Ignatius. give me an arcana check. Yeah. That's a twenty-three.
3: Okay. Alright. We'll come back to that in a second.
2: Um, real quick, Doug. Yep. It it also
4: says that flammable objects catch on fire. Okay. When you
1: hit they we're in a forest. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to burn the
4: forest down, but that's what it says. I don't know if that's going to factor in narratively to anything, <laughs> or me can. Oh,
1: okay.
3: Um, yeah, we can see what happens next round.
4: Okay. I don't. If it, I don't think that was her intention,
3: but no. that
4: is what it says. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that.
3: Yeah, I think his stuff catches on fire. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too worried about the forest. Cool. Okay, so that was Charlotte. Uh, The next guy is up and takes aim. He sees what Charlotte just did and, like, freaks out and wildly fires at you and hits.
2: Which you are you speaking to?
3: (laughs) Oh, at Charlotte.
2: I mean, hits Okay, Got it. Uh,
3: And Ignacio, you're up.
2: All right. The floating axe is going to try to hit that person that they were trying to hit before. Nope. Nope. Got a swing and a miss. And um, as my action, she's just going to take the revolver and shoot. try to shoot the guy. Nope.
3: <laughs> Agnes, you're up. There's one who is injured and one who is uninjured.
1: I'm going for the injured one. Okay. 17. Great. That's a six.
3: Okay. So you blast him in the stomach and... He's in very bad shape, but he's still hanging on, but he's going a little bit cross-eyed. Next one is up. The uninjured guy hits an armor class of 16, firing at Charlotte, and does five damage. And now Charlotte is up.
4: How many are left?
3: Uh, There's one badly injured one and one who's uninjured.
4: Okay. Um, She's gonna use her rifle to shoot at the one that's uninjured okay and may not hit um 13. that's a miss okay
3: so yeah as you're tucking the necklace back in you try to grab the rifle too quickly and take aim and he dives out of the way cool why can't this die roll like this when i'm playing a character in my
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh no Uh,
3: well it still hasn't given me a 20 um Which is true in my home game as well. It's been five (laughs) games since I've had a 20 on this die. So I think it's broken. But uh, (laughs) so it hits uh, Charlotte armor class of 18 for five damage. Okay. And Ignacia, you're up.
2: All right. Once more with Vigor, (laughs) the (laughs) axe is going to try to drop on it. Drop on him. Mother of Pearl. That's a 14. That misses, right?
3: Yeah, it just it just swings out of the way.
2: And she's just you're gonna try to shoot again because, like, uh okay, that's better. That's a no. That's also gonna miss. That's a fourteen as well.
3: Okay. Yep. Agnes,
1: going for the injured one again. Okay. Yeah, that's a twelve. Okay.
3: And then the last one is up he's going to shoot at Agnes for armor class of 10 and miss.
1: Okay. Uh, my armor class, yeah, is 10. Is 10? Okay. Yes.
3: Oh, then he hits. Yep. For five. All right. Uh, everybody give me a quick perception check.
2: Natural 20, so 30. Woo.
4: 15.
3: Okay. Eight. All right. Um, Agnes... You notice that people are shooting at each other nearby you.
1: Um, Charlotte is that perceptive?
3: (laughs) Charlotte, you notice that there's more gunfire than can be accounted for by what's going on here. Ah, okay. And uh, Ignacia, you notice that about a quarter mile ahead of you down the path, there is uh, much, much more gunfire going on than can be accounted for here.
2: Yeah. oh okay we'll figure out this problem and then go to that problem <laughs>
3: okay all right uh, Charlotte, you're up
2: mm-hmm.
4: two left
3: two left one badly injured one uninjured
4: and I know there's more gunfire okay I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot one more time. can I um, so please forgive me. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know how cantrips work. So can I use true strike again? Or am I done?
3: cantrips you can cast like infinitely.
4: Like a million times? Okay. A
3: million (laughs) bajillion times. Okay, 13 the first
4: time. 14 the second time. Oh, it's a miss.
3: Yeah, both of those miss. So with trying to point, you just don't quite have the right aim on the rifle. And Mm -hmm. it just goes wide of one of the guys next.
4: Yeah, I think she's pretty shaken by hearing Morgan fire and is concerned. Mm
3: hmm. Okay. The uh, injured guy is up. And Jesus Christ, guys, roll something lower than a 10. Um, <laughs> hits uh, Charlotte for five. Okay. Ignacio, you're up.
2: All right. <laughs> Take four with the axe. Okay. Yeah. Because, boy, howdy. <laughs> Other... Okay, so that misses.
3: We'll trade dice.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to take this dice now. As I said, I have three sets. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're prepared. <laughs> you know, and then I'm going to, um, I guess, shoot again.
0: Okay.
1: Nope.
3: Okay. Agnes, it's you.
1: Okay, shooting at the same guy. Uh, 19. Yeah, that hits. And... 6 again.
3: Yeah, so you take aim again and hit him right in the shoulder, and it's not the best hit ever, but he's he's been hit enough that that sort of sends him reeling back, and he falls back over... Um, falls backwards and you hear something snap against a tree that he falls onto and he doesn't move.
1: Excellent.
3: All right. The only remaining guy um, is starting to back up, um, but he's walking backwards while firing uh, and hits an armor class of 13 on Ignacia.
2: That doesn't.
3: All right. So you take five.
2: Okay.
3: And we're back to the top.
2: Uh, Firebolt.
3: Okay.
4: Okay. That is 16.
3: Okay. Yeah, that does it.
4: Uh, 32.
3: So talk to me about what you do. Narrate this for me. Narrate annihilating this guy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, I, I think that Charlotte is really frustrated at seeing her, uh, new companions be injured. Mm -hmm. Um, they're just trying to, they're being extremely brave and they're just, um, good hearted and trying to save their friends. And these, you know, really bad men are harming them. Um, and she's also, uh, incredibly fearful that they're too late. For, to save the other two, to save um, Sawyer and James. Um, and she doesn't want to play around anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So she just grabs her necklace and uh, closes her eyes and, and releases fire. Uh, and I think it's actually more than is needed. Like she could have just, you know, finished him off, um, but he just disintegrates. Mm-hmm. It's just, and then all the fire goes away, that's it.
0: Yeah.
3: And there's like a little small patch of fire on the ground that Agnes just kind of instinctively leans forward and taps her foot on and it goes out.
1: Only you can prevent forest fires. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks Agnes.
3: (laughs) All right. So as the as things settle there, you're still hearing gunfire up ahead.
4: Um, before we move, Charlotte's going to ask how the other two are doing.
2: I'm fine, but let me let me just do something real quick. And she's I'm going to cast mass healing word at fourth level to get two d four. Where are my death traps? Why do I <laughs> only have one? Oh, there's the other ones. That's 13 points of healing to, to everybody. Cool.
4: Sweet.
3: All right, so what are you going to do?
4: Um, can I try to listen to see if I can tell anything that will help us? Um, how far ahead they might be, uh, if it's two groups shooting at each other, how many guns there are, That anything like that.
3: Yeah, give me a perception check. Okay. Or investigation check.
4: Ooh, that's better. Okay. Uh, 24.
3: Okay. So it is two groups shooting at each other. They're about a quarter mile ahead. One group is seriously outnumbered. And that's as much as you can tell at this point.
4: Um, So I'm going to share that with um, Ignacia and Agnes. Um, And I'm going to... I'm going to suggest – I'm assuming, again, this is on our way to the river, right? We can't avoid it? Right. Okay. I'm going to suggest that we wait a minute to see if one group might – oh, I don't want to wait. I'm just going to share the information and see what they say.
1: I think we should try to sneak forward because if they're all distracted by shooting each other, we might have a bit of a a leg on them.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. Okay. Let's
4: sneak.
3: Okay. Uh, Everybody give me a stealth check.
1: 12. Uh,
4: 22.
3: Okay. So you start sneaking your way ahead and it's going to take you uh, a little bit longer to get there. So it's going to take you about five minutes to traverse that um, going stealthily.
2: Okay. And is gunfire going on the whole time we're traveling, or?
3: There's getting to be less and less of it as you go forward.
2: Okay. Hopefully. That's and,
4: good.
3: <laughs> and after less than a minute, it stops completely.
2: Ignacy's just going to stop and try to listen to see if she can, like, hear anything pass after the gun shoots. The gun... Sh- Gun shoots, gunshots.
3: Give me a perception check. Uh, a real difficult one.
2: 16.
3: Yeah. You don't hear anything.
2: Figured. Okay. So she stops, tries to listen, and then just keeps sneaking.
3: Okay. As you get closer to it, you see a clearing up ahead with uh, some cabins and uh you see Finn and James standing there pretty battered. But as you come out of the clearing, Finn says to you something clever, like probably, well, that took you long enough.
2: I love it so much,
3: (laughs) but we'll find out exactly what in a second, not in a second, Uh, on the next episode, perhaps. You turn to, you know, catch, catch your breath, and Charlotte has completely vanished.
0: The Red Death is Morgan Nuncio as Ignacia, Cleo Yunsu Davis as Agnes, Tim Devine as Finn Sawyer, Kent Blue as James. And Doug Lewandowski as the Game Master. The Red Death is part of the Role to Play Network. It is edited, produced, and hosted by Kent Blue. Discover more at RoleToPlayNetwork.com. And do join us next time if you dare.
3: and <laughs> drop
2: <laughs> oh no charlotte
3: and that's our show folks
2: <laughs> Woo-hoo. oh thanks for letting me guest that was absolutely
3: fun. thank you for coming on this was this was super duper awesome but where
2: did charlotte go we got to find her now what if Who if she...
3: maybe we haven't seen the last of our intrepid tracker Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour, an actual play podcast about going to school, arguing with your parents, and ruining your favorite outfit while hunting horrible monsters. Narrative driven and crisply edited with painfully relatable characters, Monster Hour follows unlikely
1: heroes JR,
2: super suspicious, that's sort of my deal, Constance, I may be a bit of a know it all, but I might actually know it all,
1: and Alvin, I'm monstrous, as they unravel
3: the sinister mysteries of a strange Colorado town. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, Buffy, or the Adventure Zone Amnesty, you'll love Monster Hour. Tune in for new episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.